Hello and welcome to episode 15 of The Wind Thieved Hat. Thank you to everyone who has sent in messages to say they've been inspired or, or even just reassured by what they've heard. Please keep spreading the word and keep those Apple reviews coming in. They, uh, they really do help. If there's anyone you'd like to hear interviewed, then just drop me a line. Hello at richardholman1l.com. Hello at richardholman.com and I will do my best to track them down. So here's a question. How do you get a job as a creative director in one of the best motion graphics studios in the world, even if you don't know anything about motion graphics? Well, in this episode of The Wind Thieved Hat, with Emmy-nominated title designer Anna Criado, you're going to find out. Anna's created title sequences for American Horror Story, for Godzilla, Masters of Sex, all the various Star Trek spin-offs, and, and many more. It's a lovely informal chat recorded over lunch in Anna's garden in LA. The sun was shining. I didn't have a cold, as you can probably hear I do now. I think you'll enjoy it. So um, tell me about when you were growing up in Bunyol in Spain. Was it was it a particularly creative childhood? Were you were you somebody who liked to draw? Oh, I always liked to draw. I have a lot of uh, pleasure in in doing it. I was, of course, I was copying a lot from books, from nature books. I was not I was not especially gifted uh, drawing. So I. I I met people that they were better uh, drawing than me, but I, I always like drawing. I always like to do a lot of different things, actually. I was very active, I am still very active, so the thing that I like the most is to learn new things. So yeah. I think the creativity is about to explore and keep the eyes open and try to solve problems in a, in a different manner, maybe. I'm remembering now when I was uh, really, really small, I wanted to be an inventor because I, I love to, to play with engines and I was just, I, I thought that was the best uh, work on the world, Great. to invent things. Yeah. So I studied later, I studied industrial design. Right. So was it a desire to be an inventor for quite a long time? Yeah. As a child? yeah. Yeah. But in the middle... In between, uh, I wanted to be an inventor and becoming an industrial designer. I wanted to be everything else. Okay. I wanted to be a genetist. I wanted to have a farm. I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to be <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I focused on that. <laughs> but that, that sort of initial impulse uh-huh. to be an inventor maybe led you to industrial design yeah maybe yeah. yeah I didn't know that career exists actually okay. I didn't know something like that exists I, I just thought it was a, a cool thing to do but I didn't know how you become a, an inventor yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just a hobby maybe and then when I learned that it was something actually devoted to that and I thought oh maybe that's cool I studied industrial design for five years, and in the last two, uh, you can uh, you can do graphic design or you can do interior design as well. Okay, okay. So I did a little bit of both, and I, I really like uh, graphic design because it was more immediate. I had no patience, so right. to do 
industrial design, real industrial design uh, project is gonna take so long. It's gonna take a year to do a chair or something more complicated like a car, whatever. It's, it's, okay. I decided to go with graphic design because it was faster. More reward, more quickly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so we, we, we met in Singapore yeah. last year um, and now we're sitting in your garden in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me a bit about how you ended up here? <laughs> I ask the same to me <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. Well, it was in uh, 2011. Yeah. And I was in Spain and the crisis was uh, hitting, starting to hit Spain very bad. I work from home. I, I was working at that time. I was working like more than 10, 12 years in graphic design by myself and as a freelance. Because the crisis, everybody stopped uh, doing new things. Sure. So if I was doing corporate identity and nobody is opening a new shop or a new business, uh, my work was just getting lower and lower. Sure. So at the beginning of 2011, I thought, Maybe I need to, I need to do something else, or I need to go somewhere else. Okay. So before I, I wanted to, before I decided to do something else, which is gonna take me longer and deeper thought, I decided to try to go somewhere else. And because my English is not, uh, it was no good at that time. It's not perfect right now, as you can hear. <laughs> I thought that going to England is going to be more difficult because, uh, because it's, the English is more perfect. So I decided to, to come to, to America. I where, was so where, naive. Where they can't speak English properly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where I can speak like, well, we're yeah. free. And the West Coast is a big Hispanic yeah. uh, community as well. Yes, but uh, not all the people want to speak Spanish here. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. prefer to speak English. So I thought it was going to be easier, and it wasn't. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and, and how did you? Um, so you, you, and you got a job here quite quickly with a really good studio, didn't you? I thought, maybe in a very creative way, that if I, because I, I decided to come to the United States. So. Yeah how I'm going to do it. I don't have, uh, I do have a portfolio because I was working a long time. I spent like two months uh, making new stuff. And then I made a list with uh, 45 better studios or the, the studios that I like the most. Yeah. And they were all over the place in the United States. Right. And I told to each of them, I'm going to move to your city in two months because I feel like if they knew I was in Spain and I'm going to pay all the all the expenses, all the travel until, I don't know, San Francisco, Chicago, New York, wherever. Maybe they don't want to have, a, just to have an interview, they don't want to do that. But I wanted to take the risk. So I, I need to leave that away from their shoulder and say, no matter what, I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> the studio where I started working here in LA was the first one 
uh, after I sent the email with my portfolio and yeah. half an hour later he he told me like okay I want to hire you but you don't want to meet me I don't need to meet you really you you come right and then I I say to the rest of uh, people that they were interested in me it was like three more companies that they were they wanted to see me but they didn't offer me any job that I already got it wow so that's, that's great how I arrived here uh, yeah. to the company that is still working with yeah. and as I recall from us talking in Singapore you, you'd not done that much motion graphics I didn't work. know anything about motion graphics <laughs> <laughs> I knew about graphic design because yeah. I was working so long on that but when uh, yeah when because I was writing all these letters to everybody yeah I I just saw this studio work uh, static it's stills still yeah. so I saw oh that's cool that's cool that's cool right. and then when when he wrote me back and say hey I want you to come here and then I look deeper into the work of the studio and I saw everything was moving I was like wow maybe I made a mistake I don't know how to do this <laughs> so I didn't want to fake something that I don't know how to do because yeah. it's gonna be suffering yeah. for me later yeah. So I told to him like, I'm sorry, but I think this is a mistake because even when I like your job, uh, I don't do motion graphic design. Yeah. I just do graphic design. Yeah. And he just say, if I made a mistake, I will pay for that. But you come, no matter Brilliant. what, I will, I will teach you. That's great. So I was lucky because he took the this guy was Kyle Cooper, and okay. uh, he's a very famous uh, motion graphic uh, director. Mm. And he was most of the time he was very patient with me. Sometimes he looks his nerves, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't understand well English. Uh, we couldn't communicate properly. Yeah. I was not understanding what the hell I was doing. It took me several months, but yeah. finally, it was. You got into the groove. Yeah. And, and does it feel... And yeah, I love it. You love it. Yeah. When, when I understood what, yeah. uh, what it was about, because it was about storytelling and it was about to tell a story in a, in a graphic way, it was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. It's funny, it's an interesting story, isn't it? It's almost like you were, <laughs> in, in spite of yourself, you were drawn to it. You know, it found you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Titles, it's really interesting, isn't it? There's a sort of communication element because... Uh -huh. It's a thing that comes before the thing you want to watch. Exactly. It's a transition from yes. like the world of work and life and stuff into this sort of mm -hmm. universe. And it's, so it's got to do that job of taking you into the thing. But it's also got to kind of encapsulate the, uh -huh. the tone and the mood and the, mm -hmm. the theme of the, of the, of the, of the show. So it's, it's like this sort of concentrated version isn't it yes yes exactly it's like a, when we have a project to do we always uh, have a, we always need to work over another creative uh, work which is almost already already done 90% done right. so you need to be able to put yourself into that piece that is already done 
and take the tone from that. Sometimes we can see something, sometimes we just uh, can read the script. Mm -hmm. It depends on the yeah. on the status of the of the, of the project, the right. movie or the TV show. If you are lucky, you can see something, so you can get a better taste about sure. what is this about. Yeah. And you need to humble yourself a little bit because you cannot be just, I'm going to be doing my thing. This is what I do. And I don't give uh, anything about what you are, uh, what you did, because this is the way I design. So you need to leave your ego yeah. a little bit apart yeah. and try to do, uh, try to solve the problem and yeah. try to do what's best for for the movie or for the TV show opening. It's very interesting for me because you get to add your point of view of how you how you are gonna introduce the movie or the TV show. The uh, practical thing that we need to do is simple. There is some people that work on the movie or on the TV show and you need to put their names over there. But it's a little bit more complicated because you need to get the the people on the mood about what they are going to be seeing yeah. later. If you see Who Kill a Mockingbird, and you see the main title sequence, those are very old, and you see the sequence and it's a, like a Lula... Oh, a lullaby. That thing. Lullaby. Yeah. So it's, uh, you can hear this uh, little song from yeah. a baby. It's a little bit creepy because you can feel that so you are like putting yourself a little bit aware that something is gonna happen yeah doesn't happen yet everything yeah. is normal yeah um it became like uh, putting the name of the people in there is just an excuse to have this yeah peace yes on the beginning or if you make it at the end it's gonna be like a recapitulation of what you saw yeah or just to relieve the tension because you need to go to your normal life after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it so, works the other way, is it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's really interesting about the lullaby, isn't it? Because I suppose one thing about a title sequence is there, mm -hmm. is, there is no dialogue. Yeah. So you've got this really nice yes. sort of opportunity to have the, the audio mm -hmm. work with the visuals. Yes. To what extent do you choose the music? Or It depends on the project. Sometimes they let you suggest the music. Sometimes the director has a very clear idea about what music they want to use. Sometimes it's a compo compositor uh, doing the music. It depends. Yeah. It's, it's nothing established about, okay. about that. We were working for Star Trek uh, the past two years and we keep working on, on, on the next on the next show and since the music is very important for this this saga of Star Trek yeah. and it's very recognizable the tune it changed the music but it's always the same same melody yeah the yeah. same melody it was very important for us because uh, but we didn't get the music until we were halfway the design so we were suffering a little bit because it depends if the music is so fast and mm. your and your sequence is, is slow, it's not going to match and you're yeah. going to have a problem. So you need to have the music as soon as possible because yeah. it's going to set the tone as well. Yes, yeah. Mm. 
I, I went. There's a really good exhibition in London at the moment um, on Stanley Kubrick. Oh, at, at the I Design saw that Museum. one. Yeah, here. You, oh yeah, because it's travelled around, yeah. isn't it? And um, and I, I loved it. And um, you know, I was a bit of a film buff. There's there's so much stuff in it. It's but what, what one of the interesting things was um, was Saul Bass's proposals for oh, the yeah. titles of The Shining. And Stanley Kubrick had written these really brutal notes on it, like, <laughs> no, we can't have this. And yeah. da, da, da. Do, do you have to get the director's approval usually? Or? Yes. Right. Yes, the directors love to be involved on that. They, they are aware this is, a, is an important piece, even if it's just, if it's a movie, it's going to be about two minutes, two minutes and a half. If it's a TV show, it's going to be shorter. But um, they, they want to be a part of it. Sometimes they are not an active part, like they are not going to be micromanaging too much yeah. what you are doing. Suppose, uh, supposedly they, they trust you when they give you the project, but when you start working, they are going to be saying like, I don't think we should go this path or I think we should yeah. tell this story and not this other one. They need to be, you need to be asking for the approval of, of the people. But yeah. it's okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's their project, so you you, yeah. you are making a part of, of the movie, and that need to match the rest. Yeah. So it needs to it needs to be on the tone of yeah. of that one. So t tell me a little bit about the your um, the title sequences you admire because it's it's uh -huh. there was a time wasn't there, when title sequences were were very very simple, and yeah. then. I guess in the 60s and the 70s, Saul Bass and people like this came along mm -hmm. and it became a became a, a work of art in its own right, really. Yeah. Wh which are the ones that you that I, stand out for you or that you admire? I like the ones that they are actually telling a story. I don't like just the ornamental ones. They are main title sequences that they are very beautiful, they are very well executed. Lately, in the last, in the past five, six years, uh, they use a very beautiful, perfectly executed 3D, and it, it doesn't add more, mm -hmm. like perfection. I prefer when they are explaining something, like uh, Who Killed a Mockingbird, that was from Saul Bass as well. I like the ones that they are telling something, that they are adding something yeah. to a... Yes, to, um, some kind of perspective on the narrative. Yes. Because I guess the, the, the... Seven, of course. Seven, seven was, was a massive a, thing. I, I yeah. was making mm -hmm. trailers at the time uh, at the BBC. Oh, really? <laughs> and I remember spending all night in an edit suite. Um, <laughs> this, this was before, that, like, it, it, computer animation was really, really basic at that uh -huh. point. And I, basically, frame by frame, try, uh, you know, <laughs> rip off the seven title sequence. But that was that really changed things, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think what cha what that uh, title sequence changed. Uh, what uh, why was that important? It was because it reflected. Uh, the the art on the streets of that exact exact period of uh, of time yeah which it was uh, at that time it was uh, a change of paradigm on graphic design before yeah. it was everything was very cartesian everything was very swiss yes very clean yeah and um, this guy changed uh, the graphic designer uh, david carson yeah. He's from California as well. He just changed everything. He just uh, broke all the rules yeah. and 
it was about uh, uh, doing something more emotional. Yes, because so, it was all sort of for people who are listening who haven't seen it. It's it's very much sort of quite cut up, yeah, and hand drawn, yeah, and there are flickers, and it's it's got a really uh, it's an overused word, but sort of organic feel to it. Yeah, hasn't and it? that matched perfectly with uh, with David Fincher's film because yeah. it was about to be inside the mind of a serial killer, mm-hmm. so you cannot be organized with that. Yeah. So he just put himself on the mind of this guy and this graphic look it matched perfectly with yeah, that yeah so it's everything yeah. is like violent everything yeah. is violent and it's, it's yes there's a visual violence mm-hmm. in there in the way that it's all sort of cut up yeah. and jerky and that's why i think uh, it's still important on these days because yeah. it's like well, you got the perfect look you got the to you got the perfect movie for that yeah. and everything match yeah. even if you feel like uh, the look is dirty or whatever yeah. you cannot say anything yeah. else because yeah. It's, yeah. it's just yeah. it was just one solution for that problem that yeah. it was excellent it's really interesting isn't it that um, within graphic design or advertising or branding mm-hmm. or copywriting there are conventions that develop Mm-hmm. And, and there's a certain way of doing things and the more people do it that way the more you sort of create this kind of centre of gravity uh-huh. that everything goes towards and that m- means that stuff becomes quite derivative but then suddenly somebody will come along and, and have Red the courage mm-hmm. and the opportunities you say yeah. to, to really just go in the opposite direction and yes. when, when, when they do that it's great yes I think we are right on that moment when we need to change the paradigm again. Do you think? I think so. And what is the paradigm at the moment? Well, right now, since uh, all the um, all the technique evolved very fast, we are we came from uh, a star playing around 3D because the video games they they start to develop yeah. better 3D and. And right now it's just perfect. The execution is just perfect. So it's not adding anything. Mm -hmm. And we are using 3D perfectly executed for everything and everything starts to look the same. Mm -hmm. I think it's the moment to just break that. Okay, Mm. we know how to do this. Let's, what Mm. was next? Yeah. Because it's not, uh, we get so uh, far away from what's happening on the street, the yeah. street art, yes. and everything, so it needs to change. Yeah. How is it going to change? I wish I know. Yeah, well, maybe you're going to change it. We'll see. Yeah. With the <laughs> right try. opportunity. Because it's easier for people to commission stuff which looks like other mm-hmm. stuff, because it's safer, yes. isn't it? There's no exactly. You, it's, it's, it's gonna be, you're not going to be wrong. Yeah. So you're gonna but, you're, but you're not going to be beautifully and brilliantly right no. either. No. I'm just thinking uh, one, one, one title sequence that stood out for me in recent years was um, was Better Call Saul uh-huh. um, uh, which had it had that sort of lo-fi kind of mm-hmm. aesthetic I didn't see that okay. one. it's got a sort of lo-fi kind of scuzzy uh-huh. sort of aesthetic Yeah. but the music what's really interesting about it is there's a phrase in the music at the end and it just cuts off before, like the Ooh. next note should come. Oh, and I, I always cool. thought it was a really, really clever technique because, like, you're 
you know, we predict uh-huh. how a tune is going to resolve, mm-hmm. and your brain predicts how it's going to resolve. Oh, that's cool. But it always finishes just before, and that the effect of that when you're watching the show is just to give you a little shock, you know. Oh, and then cool. on that transition, you cut into the world. I thought that was really smart. Oh, that's that's now, it, that's it, cool. It, maybe that's just totally in my head, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody <Maybe>. else, <laughs> nobody else hears it like that. But it, but I I thought that was really smart. And, and it's very quick as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, you know, it's probably ten seconds or something. It's, it's. Uh, but it's nice because you 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 start to be a part of that. Yeah. Because you start to predict something, and you are not just receiving the information. You are, uh, you make your brain work on that. So yeah. that's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the future is something more interactive. Yes. In some yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, uh, not just on the on the aesthetics. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, it, it, let's talk a bit about your process then. When it, so mm-hmm. you, you, I guess you get, you get a brief. Yes. So we got this show. This is what it's about. Uh-huh. You may see some dailies, or you may see a cut, or you uh-huh. may see a script. Yes. How, what, what 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 do you tell me a bit about how you go from there to ending up with a <laughs> final title sequence? Well, uh, that's correct. Uh, we receive a briefing. We we maybe talk to the client and they talk about their uh, what their expectations about what they want or what uh, sometimes they are referring another TV show or another uh, main title sequence which is sometimes it's good for us sometimes it's not good for us because yeah. the last thing you want to do is to replicate something that somebody else yeah, did yeah but it's, it's better if they show you a painting yes or a piece of music <laughs> exactly rather than another title sequence yes yeah but it's okay we are used to that so uh, you need to take that as a piece or one more piece of information okay. not as something that is key because yeah. of course we have more range of information that they have and uh, maybe uh, the client is 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 seeing just the 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 most famous or the most popular show so you need to be past that you need to start looking uh, through the project itself and see what's going to be good for that how I'm going to explain that what's going to be the concept and when you have a concept the first thing that you need to do is to peel everything out and just get a simple concept. Okay. It's like a logotype. It's the same. Yeah. You need a concept. You need a, as raw as possible, and then from that you start to construct everything else. So you need to start to look for references, yeah. and uh, the references are gonna uh, help you to think how it's gonna look or yeah. how do you want you, you don't want it to look. The first thing is that you have the concept, you build a storyline. Mm-hmm. So right now you know what's going to happen, uh, hopefully. <laughs> and when you know what's going to happen, I will say the problem is almost solved. Okay. Because it's just technical and it's just uh, yeah. about how it's going to look. Yes, it's, the, it's more the execution yeah, exactly. when you already have the idea. Yeah. And, and do you... Do you write the concept down or yes okay yeah so you, you write you try to be as uh, more as as explicative as it can be as descriptive as it can be and uh, then when you have everything right down 
like uh, we are gonna go from point A to point B you try to uh, build a, a storyboard mm -hmm. so you start to graphic uh, do the graphic work and try to uh, represent in vignettes what's gonna happen in the yeah. most realistic way that, as you can yeah. uh, at that point because uh, if it's gonna be 3D the 3D is gonna take longer to construct so you need to be descriptive uh, in order for not to waste either time or money doing something that is not going anywhere sure. yeah. so you do like uh, six to nine frames is gonna be enough okay. to show the story okay. so you show um, nine pictures about how it's gonna look, where are you gonna start, where are you gonna end, hopefully which typography, because the typography is important, which typography you are gonna use to, to do the job, which is put the people's names over there. Yeah, and, and where does your inspiration come from, do you think? For, I wish for, I know, so yeah. I, can, <laughs> I can repeat it. Yeah. I think it's about uh, getting as much information as you can yeah. uh, from art, uh, from life itself. I love traveling a lot, so uh, I think when you are, you allow yourself, you allow your brain to receive a lot of information. Yeah. Uh, you are giving, it's like you, and you are cooking, you do the mise en place. Yes. As if you have more ingredients, you are going to be cooking better. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. Maybe it's, it's really good, that cooking metaphor, isn't it? Cause I, I sometimes think it's a bit like cooking, uh -huh. but cooking a stew or a soup or, exactly. or a casserole. Mm -hmm. So you, you get loads of good stuff, stick it in a pan, yeah. and then go and do something else. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and then your brain, you just let your brain like make the connection. Yeah, and, because yeah. your brain is going to be working no matter what. Your unconscious part of the brain is going to be... You, you just uh, launch a problem yeah. and your brain, the work of your brain is find the solution to that problem. Yes. So uh, you are giving inputs. So yeah. it's like, uh, give me more, give me more information about that. If uh, you are not sure about, uh, you, you are sure about the storyline, but you don't exactly know how it's going to look. So you need to see uh, everything. I love uh, nature books, I love, uh, you, you never know where the solution is yeah. going to be. And maybe it's nowhere and it's just on the uh, the mix that your brain is going to yes. do. I noticed you've got a photography section on your, your website as uh -huh. well, so you're sort of acquiring images oh, yeah. on life <laughs> as you go. Yeah. yeah. I really love that picture. Oh, of, thank um, you. Uh, of Looks like an, a woman who's naked on top of a rock. Oh, that's one of my favorites. That's a beautiful picture. Yeah, yeah, because you've got that lovely sort of soft form yeah. of the body, and then that, it looks like volcanic. Yes, sort of hard exactly. That was rock. Menorca. I was in in a vacation. It was uh, fifteen years ago. Oh, really? And yeah, I was on the bottom. The, the girl is a friend of mine, and it was just oh, this that's beautiful, and it's matching perfectly yeah. with the <laughs> yeah it's nice that yeah it's about composition as well so yeah. the, the graphic yeah. design so yeah, so, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye open for no. something inspired by that <laughs> in, in your portfolio and, and um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was um, we just had lunch with your lovely 
<laughs> inspiring and wise husband Guillermo, who writes. So mm-hmm. you're more sort of pitches uh-huh. and kind of his words. So Guillermo writes dramas and, and, mm-hmm. and scripts. Yes. Do you do you find that there are um, crossovers or parallels in because hmm. you're in very quite different areas of creativity? Yes. I think. I always thought like the creative process is the same no matter what you do and it's just about to learn uh, a different tool to express it. I need to find graphically I need to try to solve a problem with images but uh, I think the the process is the same. It's like uh, speaking a language. You need to have the message that you want to tell. It doesn't matter if it's a script for TV or or a movie or if it's in my case a graphic design a main title sequence that I need to do or maybe it's a house or maybe it's a, it's a photo shoot mm-hmm. that you need to do and the tools we all can learn the tools but you need to have something to say if you don't have something to say it doesn't matter how many languages you speak you're not gonna speak you're not gonna tell anything yeah so I think it's pretty similar. It's always the f- when you start a project, the fear that you don't have anything else left. You are not going to be able to explain anything else. It's just, okay, maybe that was it. I was good on, or brilliant in that moment of my life, but that's gone. When I see my husband working or struggling, when he's starting a new, a new project, uh, I, I totally understand because he's... Is the same. Yeah. It's the yeah. same. So the research is always helpful. Yeah. Because uh, it lowers the tension a little bit. Yes. So you are getting more inputs. It's like, yeah. okay, there is, is life it, out of here. Is it, there's, <laughs> there's a thing that, um, that I saw on the internet that somebody had done the, the six stages of the creative process. Oh. Uh, which was funny because it's true, I think. That it begins with, this is awesome. Yeah. Then this is tricky. Then this is shit. <laughs> then I am shit. Yes. <laughs> then this might be okay. <laughs> then this is awesome. <laughs> and um, that's good. I didn't yeah, know that yeah. one, but yeah. And I think that's it's so accurate. It's true. You know, like as a, you, you get a project, you go, "Wow, this is going to be great," and then you've got to go through that. Oh man, it's actually yeah. more complicated than I thought. And then the self-doubt, I think. Uh, but you just got to keep going, haven't you, really? Yeah, um, and then it's, it's another one is why I didn't study something else. <laughs> right. Why I'm keep putting myself on this position of yeah. suffering? It's yes. because it's, when you explain people what you do, everything say, "Oh, that's cool." Is yeah. ah, yeah. it's cool. From the outside, when you get the gig, it's very cool because yeah. it's, you feel that you won. Yeah. But then you need to do the actual thing. Which is means start over again, yeah. and then is when when you get a compromise with the client, then is when you start to suffer for real. Yeah. So it's always suffering in, involved yes. in this process, yes. and this what people that is not uh, working on uh, a creative or or artistic work, uh, they think is. That's cool. You are sit there. You are in the computer. You do things. It's, it's always cool, and and it's not. You always think that you are uh, you are an imposter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's true, isn't it? That yeah. We, 
we all have that doubt. Yes, I think, I think no matter so. where you are. Yeah, but it's probably a good thing, isn't it? That it's something it, that it keeps you aware and alive. And yeah. I think the f the fear of not uh, being good enough keeps you uh, keeps your mind open. Yes. So you are you always want to do something that is better than what you yes. were doing, or you want to impress. Uh, the client or, yeah. or the public if it's going to be something on popular. The tricky thing is you feel like when you have a career and you are doing this for so long and you have a, a very high-end project, it's going to be easier and it gets more and more complicated because the pressure is, is higher yeah. and the fear is the same yes. and you feel the same. You yeah. feel like you have nothing to offer yeah. in, in some point of the yeah. project. So. Yes. But yeah. everybody's expecting something great yeah. and yeah. different. So it actually becomes harder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you think it would become easier. Yes. In terms of what happens like next for you, is there, a, is there a kind of project that you've not yet done that you would like to do? Or would you consider sort of moving into a different area of, of design again? Or? Uh, I don't think I want to move in a different area. I think I finally found something that I deeply care about. I'm not going to say I enjoy because I just told you I suffer a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy it. At some point I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I would love to keep doing what I am doing. That's the, that's the goal, I think. That's the, yeah. I, I would love, if I need to think about something that is going to improve my life in that uh, end, I would love to say I will find a way to do it, uh, keep directing, designing and directing uh, high-end projects when I am on the road because I love traveling. Right. But I didn't solve that problem no. yet. <laughs> That's quite a challenge. <laughs> That's a challenge. Yeah. But uh, it's because not, it's not, in, not inconceivable, is it? It's no, it's possible. not. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. Well. Right now we are always uh, working with uh, at least half of the team uh, somewhere else. Right. Which that may is 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 narrowing a little bit my dream. The, the right. If yeah. If everybody is somewhere else, why I need to be yeah. locked in a place and I cannot be traveling yeah. around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, there is nothing that I there is not any project that I wanted to do that I didn't do. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with uh, the projects that I get, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the way that uh, I am gonna do it that's the that's the goal for me. Yeah, and maybe working for uh, some uh, directors, Spanish directors that I admire, like Pedro Almodóvar, that will be very very good. Well, if he's listening, yeah, <laughs> I suspect. <laughs> He's Me estás escuchando, Pedro. <laughs> you are listening, Peter. <laughs> well, maybe you just need to send him an email, like you did, yeah. uh, you know, a letter. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, like you did 20 years ago. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, I think with the, uh, whatever that is, a leaf blower, maybe? Yeah. Uh, in the background, that's probably a natural place to, um, to finish. So, um, yeah. thank you so much for our conversation today and um, especially for lunch. 
which was delicious. Thank you so much for okay. coming and sharing with us. <laughs> Thank you. So there we go. Another Wind Thieved Hat guest who manages to be extremely talented and extremely nice. The world's not such a bad place after all. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, goodbye.